Derek Wetmore is down in Fort Myers, Florida, at Hammond Stadium. He's shacking up with Patrick Royce, <laughs> our version of the odd couple. And uh, and you have, we can get into some of your observations, but you've got an interesting piece on 1500ESPN.com, Derek. If the Twins if the twins are hell-bent on landing a pitcher, which they say they are, and they have said that for three months, but they haven't actually done anything yet, uh, a starting pitcher, if they don't trade for Chris Archer, who are some other options, and why should Twins fans be interested in those options that they could trade for? Well, I think I think trade's going to be the best route for them to acquire talent. Bef- before I jump into that, Phil, I feel like I have to defend myself. Just to be clear, Patrick Royce has a guest bedroom at his condo. There are multiple bedrooms, multiple bathrooms. Oh. It's a nice little... It's a roommate situation, but, but I think shacking up implies something different. Are there, are, there, are there bunk beds in the guest room that you guys just no, use? Or how does that there's work? not enough room for those activities. It paints a very different picture than the one I had in my head. Actually, Derek just on the bottom so bunk know. nervously trying to fall asleep with Pat on the top would be some kind of an image. <laughs> Yikes. Prison. Um, yeah, it depends how much you trust the structure. Uh, so, okay, let me jump back now to to trades because we're seeing the sort of like mid-rotation to back end of the rotation starting pitchers finally start to sign with other clubs. The Jaime Garcia, uh, Andrew Kashner, um, I think I saw Jason Vargas signed this morning. Yeah, thank God, by the way, the Twins avoided or dodged yes. the Jaime Garcia bullet. Could you well, imagine if they had gone through the offseason with you, Darvish, and Chris Archer rumors and offers and wind up with Jaime Garcia? I mean, so, hang on a second. I actually think the Jaime Garcia contract looks pretty good. And he's not a good do, pitcher. He doesn't well, raise the, You could pay $500,000 for one of your roster guys to give that productivity. I don't agree with you there. I think that Jaime Garcia yeah, deepens I, the rotation, and then and then you do have to still go out and somebody get somebody better for the top. I don't think Jaime could be your only addition, but... To my point on the the sort of back-end starting pitcher starting to get off of the market, well, now you're kind of just left with the big guys. Darvish is gone. Jake Arrieta is still out there. Alex Cobb is still out there. And Lance Lynn is still out there. Man, if you don't get one of those guys, really your best avenue is going to be on the trade market. And that's why I wrote about it for the for the website this morning. Yeah, Jaime Garcia. Okay, if if... This is the problem for the Twins. Did you just look up Jaime Garcia's Fangraphs page so we could fight about this? No. What? Look at this website right <laughs> yeah, now. Fangraphs.com. <laughs> so Jaime Garcia, in the last two years, has a 4.5 ERA and, a, and like a four, just slightly below a 4.5 expected speak, ERA or FIP. Speak to me, the, I, the I don't middle want of the road guy. To, What's his war? Speak to me, the middle of the road his guy. His wins above replacement is, is combined three the last yeah, two years. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, if you're going to pay, what was his contract, Derek? Was it $10 million a year? No, he got one year $8 million, and so, the team okay. has an option to pick it up for a second year. So I don't want to pay $8 million anymore for Mike Pelfrey productivity. The Twins, have they got to get out of that bin. I mean, it's okay. Like, if they, if they were starting from scratch and had to build a five-man rotation, you might need a Jaime Garcia in there. But my point is, and this is we're kind of beating a dead horse this week, if you don't add a needle-moving starting pitcher, you're not a playoff team. You're just not. So that's why I think it's a waste of money to spend, and they and I'm glad they didn't spend eight million dollars on a guy who's like your number four or five starter. You're making it sound like it's an either or. The Twins have money to spend. You can go get multiple starting pitchers, and and that might be the route I'd go. I would sign a pitcher, and it it might not be Jake Arrieta, but I'd sign a pitcher, and then I'd also make a trade for somebody that impacts not just the back end of your rotation, but really improves the overall quality too. One here's one thing that we I know we can agree on. And, oh, and, yeah? and I've been waiting to rant on this. No, I know Derek's going to be on my one of the 
every time we bring up Chris Archer's name, if we bring it up on the podcast or on the radio show, I get a tweet once an hour from somebody complaining about his win-loss record. Oh, yeah. That he, that he lost 19, 19 games two years ago, which is a whole other conversation about stats that we should just get rid of in sports that, that, that don't matter. The Tampa Bay Rays have scored fewer runs than any team in the American League the last two years. He had, in half of his starts the last two years, one, two, or zero runs of support. And he's, and he's wow. going gonna to take losses. If he gives up three runs in seven innings, he's taking a loss in those games. Right. You'll take that every time out. Right. He's, yeah. like, he's not a top-tier guy, and I understand, I understand differentiating him from, like, a Clayton Kershaw. There's a difference. But if you're citing win-loss record or, well, he had a four ERA, right, but his career ERA is well below four, and the Twins offer, at least compared to the last couple of years, I think a, a much better defensive collection with Byron Buxton in the outfield. Like, it's just, like quit citing his 19 losses two years ago is what I would tell people. And to that crowd, if we're going to talk Chris Archer and discredit him for his win-loss record, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, Kyle Gibson lost his arbitration hearing against the Twins. Kyle Gibson in his last 12 starts last year, Phil, the Twins were 10-2, and two, just so you know. Yeah. So there, there you go. We live in a vacuum sometimes, and we sing as, as fans in a certain market, the Twins can't be the only team. Like, everybody's sitting here saying, well, if the Twins throw enough at the Rays, it's a done deal. They're going to get Archer. It, uh, the Twins aren't the only team calling them about the guy. There's got to be 15 teams saying. that should I mean, be interested in This yeah. isn't as much of a layup as a lot of Twins fans, I think, are saying that it is. And, you know, I, I think that you've seen enough in the year plus with, with the current regime with the Twins. They're, they, they've made an offer or they're making smart offers, but they're not going to fall over themselves to get this guy. Would he be a good fit? Sure, but it's anytime we start spinning the, the wheel of trade, what, what are you giving up? I mean, right. you can't just say, go get Archer. Yeah, exactly right. So that's why I've got four other names for you guys that I think would make sense as trade targets. Because my opinion on Archer is that he would be the best starter on the twin staff. If Jaime Garcia is on your list so that you can trade for him now that you just signed with somebody else, we're hanging <laughs> up on you. But Derek, are, you, up on you. Are, are you saying that as in he'd be a valedictorian at summer school kind of no, comparison? It, no, no. In this case, he'd actually be like legitimately smart, Ivy League-bound college student or high school student. But the, the, the Archer conversation to me starts and ends with the fact that he has four years left of team control. Yeah. There is zero pressure on Tampa Bay to cha- trade him right now. Y- you could be having this same exact conversation next winter where you say, wow, Chris Archer's a really valuable, cost-controlled ace for the next three years. It's going to cost the sky and the moon to get him. You don't have to make that trade right now if you're Tampa Bay. So that's why I, yes, Archer's at the top of my list, but I've spun it forward. I'll give you guys four names here. Uh, if there's any that strike your fancy, we can chat through them. I cheated Col- and read ahead, and there's one that I love, but go ahead. Okay, very good. Well, <laughs> great. Uh, Colin McHugh from the Astros, who would be in just about any starting rotation in the majors. He's projected to be their sixth starter right now because they're crazy deep. Yeah, and, got- they, and they might be in a mindset, too, where they just keep him because, sure. hey, at some point we're yeah. going to need a really good guy to fill in for an injured pitcher. And, yeah. you know, I mentioned- Dallas Keuchel missed a bunch of time last year. What are you going to get from Justin Verlander? Who's Garrett Cole this year? All that stuff. I mentioned in that piece, the next team to believe that it has too much starting pitching is the first. So there's McHugh. I like him a lot. I don't know how realistic it is. Then there's Patrick Corbin. He's got a year left um, before he hits free agency in Arizona. 
Chris Archer's teammate, Jake Odorizzi, is an interesting trade target. And that's, that's, then, the one, that's the one I like. Yeah, that's a good one. And Dan Straley's the last one that I mentioned here from the Marlins, which not necessarily available in a trade, but he plays for the Marlins, <laughs> so I think you have to assume he's available for a trade. <laughs> yeah. Derek Jeter might make himself available for a yeah. trade at some point. <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jake Odorizzi, had, so, Jake Odorizzi has bounced around as a top pitching price. He's now tw- it's amazing. He's in his late 20s now. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick Corbin interests me a little bit because there's a story that came out that Arizona, the Diamondbacks, are, they're going to put a humidor in their ballpark, just like Coors Field yeah. did like 15, 20 years ago because offense was just too plentiful. The, the league offense was up, and then offense in Arizona was up even more, apparently. And he still held his own and got a bunch of strikeouts and had an ERA that was below league average in a, in a very offensive ballpark. Could you put him in a better infrastructure and have him thrive? But still, like the drop-off between Chris Archer and you Darvish and most of the guys that we're talking about here is pretty large. I would still break the bank. I would, I would put Barrios, Buxton, and, and Royce Lewis... I'd take them off the table, and I'd say literally like almost anything else within reason. Like, don't take four big leaguers, but Max Kepler and whatever else you want, take it, Chris Archer. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about Chris Archer at length, and I just think that if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, there's not a whole lot of incentive. Look, we talked about this, too, on the podcast, Phil, that Chris Archer being four years of team control is going to be super valuable to some contender that wants an ace or a pseudo-ace. Well, Max Kepler having five years of team control doesn't really change their window very much. So if, if Tampa Bay saying, all right, we'll trade our best, our best player, our best pitcher, because we're not going to be competitive in the next four years, why then would you take on a player, whether it's Max Kepler or Miguel Sano, who's got five years of team control that you say, okay, well, this is extending our window by a season. So from the Twins' perspective, I could see it making all kinds of sense. From the Rays' perspective, I'm not sure that does this winter, so maybe you have to shift your sights. Maybe you go get a starter that's still available in free agency and you trade for one of these guys that we're talking about. Maybe you lower your sights and make it Jake Odorizzi instead of Chris Archer. Are you just basically staying in the pitching side of the uh, Lee County Sports Complex because it's just so strange the Twins, There's, and I'm asking this as a question, what angles are there on position players? Right. <laughs> None. Well, I mean, no big ones? Besides Miguel uh, Sano. Miguel yeah, Sano. That's, that's, an, that's a binary. That's It's either going to happen or it's not. Yeah. I'm just It's it's such a weird spring that it's yeah. all pitching, and it, it's that I don't know that there's a whole lot else. I mean, you're going to find it, and you're going to unearth it, but at me waiting, you know, it's a lot of it's wait-and-see stuff, but I just sure. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of trouble in the position yeah, player Yeah, well, on the position player side of things is fairly well set with yeah. Miguel Sano. I'd, I'd argue a little bit. I guess Pat or uh, Phil's got me in the agitated, combative mood, I guess, this morning. But, as, as per usual. Yeah, that's right. But w- the one thing I'd say is it's not exactly binary because Sano has a range of outcomes that could happen. Is he going to get suspended? We still don't know. Is he going to be disciplined in some other way? We're not sure. Is anything going to come out after the fact um, You know, in regard to those allegations? And the, the secondary thing that we're all watching with Sano He's now got a steel rod in his leg. Is he going to be able to run around? Can he play third base? Can he trot? What's his conditioning can, like? Can yeah. he trot and field a grounder? That's... Yeah, I want to know, can he play 150 games at third base? And I just think until you're shown otherwise that the answer right now is no. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that if he hits 40 you know, big flies this year, he'll be able to walk around the bases for those. But 
How will his leg be? How will his conditioning be? Uh, this is one of the most important players in the organization, and there's just so much left up in the air. Uh, with all of that being said about Miguel Sano, very little drama on the rest of the position player side, and with an incomplete puzzle still on the pitching side of things, that's where, I mean, it's absolutely where 95% of the focus needs yeah. to be right now for the Twins front office. Uh, people can find all kinds of stuff from Derek on 1500ESPN.com, from Twins Spring Training, and also our Touch em All Twins podcast feed as well what's it what, uh, 79 degrees today derek 79 and a couple of clouds in the sky oh well are oh, you as spf uh, triple digits oh, or no, is no, over no. under spf I'm 75 and a half oh, for derek way over. take take no take the minus you guys it's all about reapplying it's not about the highest number you can get i would think you would Re- go with mayonnaise nope <laughs> reapplication Re- and bucket hats those are my two tricks enjoy it as best you can brother bye Derek. all right thank you guys all right that's what more he does an awesome job uh when he's not when he's not just a shill for jaime garcia at 1500espn.com oh, sucker punch <laughs> well we've no i mean it's, i know i think him and i agree like on 80 percent of twins things and so when we get into arguments on the podcast, it's all very nuanced. Like, well, I agree with part of that, but let me take you in this direction over here. 